you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, are you ready for all the treats headed your way over the holidays? Oh boy, am I. A new poll found that over the next couple of months, the average American will eat 26 cookies, 12 slices of pie, and 13 cupcakes. Yeah, well, all right, why, why, why do they have to do that? Why? <laughs> that should make you excited. You were like, bring it. Look what you have to look I forward am, to. I but I don't want to keep track of it. That kind of spoils the fun, don't you think? Second, if you have to work Thanksgiving Day, maybe the next best thing is to head to Publix grocery stores for their deli turkey cranberry holiday sub. Hmm. It's filled with turkey, gruyere cheese, bacon, hmm. mayo, and a cranberry orange relish. And finally, in the world of food, apparently we've been eating our peas all wrong, according to a stuffy etiquette expert. Most of us shovel them into our mouth. He says this is how you do it instead. Instead, using the back of your knife, push and spear some peas onto the tines of your fork. You have a neat little collection, which you can eat. Push and spear. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. Your peas on the tines of your fork. There's no time for that when, according to the earlier survey, I have to down 12 pieces of pie (laughs) between now and the new year. (laughs) Who's got time to spear individual peas, right? (laughs) I guess if we spent so much time on our peas, we wouldn't be eating so many other things. (laughs) Do you know anyone that eats like that? Spears their peas? Yeah. No. Do you ever wonder, like, you look around other people and you're like, gosh, how do they do it? Yes. I, I feel like I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders. How is everyone else just like skating through life and it feels like everything is on me? Let, let's talk about that next. So do you ever feel like as you go through life, everybody else seems to have everything together? And meanwhile, you were just stumbling along because you've got the weight of the world. It is squarely on your shoulders. I mean, just think of all the stuff. Like, I think of like what my wife will share with me of what's what's on her shoulders, the kids, her spouse, <laughs> me, right? Finances, health, uh, aging parents, you aging, like all of this stuff, you know, what's going to happen when I, am I not when I retire? Am I ever going to be able to retire? Is this thing called Social Security going to be around when it's finally my turn? You know, like all those things go through your head every day. And then you head out into the world where there's all kinds of other pressures, everything from traffic to uh, your boss might, you know, you say, hey, good morning, boss. And they just walk by and don't say anything back. And you're like, "Uh oh, is today the day? Am I getting fired today? Right? All these things go through your head constantly. Weight of the world on your shoulders. And, and what I've found in, in life, especially walking, walking through life with Jesus, is that he, he doesn't solve all those problems. I think so many times we're looking for an instant Magic bullet. Oh, the Lord fixed it. It was a miracle and everything's fixed and everything's better. In my life, what I've found is it's usually a process. Things usually take time. They don't always play out the way Kev would like them to, but they do play out eventually. And I think there are tons of verses that you can lean on when you're going through things where the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Like in Matthew, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. The thing I find interesting about that is he says, I'll give you rest. It doesn't say, like, I'll take this completely off your shoulders. It says, I'll give you rest. Like, you know, you can, and I think what rest means, you can recalibrate. You can put it in perspective. You can understand, okay, God's going through this with me. So, therefore, it's going to be okay. No matter how it plays out, it's going to be okay. So, I, I hope that encourages you today. I don't think... You know, when we look at other people and we think I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders, they're just skating through easily. If you really got to talk to them, they would be like, oh, no, no, I feel that, too. I've got it. You just can't you just can't see it. 
It's like we all carry this luggage around all the time. You just can't see it. We all have, they call it baggage, right? We all have baggage. It's the weight of the world. We all feel it. We're all trying to get through it together. And God is with us every step of the way. I experienced one of life's weirdest feelings I think that it offers yesterday. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go and you 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 have a whole bunch of stuff to give to Goodwill, and as you're giving it to the person, you feel kind of weird. I'm gonna tell you why I felt weird next. <laughs> so, uh, one of life's weirdest moments. I, I experienced it yesterday. A little little context first, Taylor. You, you've had a little bit of envy of me because I spent Saturday cleaning out my clean my closet like top to bottom, like it hasn't been since we moved into our house. I need to do that. I mean, it was like. Purge time. We moved in three years ago and I have not purged. And I applied, well, this was like seven or eight years. And I applied a rule to what I was doing. I was like, you know, I've got clothes in here I have just have not worn. And I look at them like, oh, I'm going to wear that. And I never do. Mm -hmm. So I applied a rule that I heard a pastor in a sermon say one time that if you have something that you are not using and someone else that's needy could put it to good use, you are hoarding that. So I've tried to apply that. I wasn't 100% effective because some of this stuff is just sentimental, but I tried to apply that. So I got these big lawn garbage bags out and I'm just like putting stuff in there. I'm like, like, yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was feeling righteous and holy. I was like, I am purging this stuff. Someone that needs it is going to, they are going to wear this. They're going to look good. They're going to look sharp. Fill two bags, two big like those big black lawn bags, filled them full, like tied them up in a knot on the top. It's like, I want to look at this stuff. I don't, I don't want to have a second thought. I just want it gone. Someone else can use it and look at my closet. I just stood there looking at it, feeling good about myself. Like, wow, I did. Jesus is happy right now that I'm going to like treat these other people to something that's, that they need. So I, I went to drop the stuff off at Goodwill and as I'm handing it over to the guy, I will not lie. I had this big urge to open it back up and like have one more look and go, well, maybe I'll keep this. <laughs> maybe. Wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me just look through here one more time before you go through That's this. hilarious. <laughs> second doubts on your purging. I did. I totally had second thoughts right at the moment of handing it over. I was. It was like. If it was a sitcom, the guy would have went to grab the bag and I would have pulled it back a little bit. Like, no, oh, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad, Taylor. I stood there like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay, funny. I'm going to. I don't want to be a hoarder. I want to I I get rid of this stuff, but I don't want to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about uh, goodwill and how I, I had a little goodwill remorse <laughs> with yesterday. It wasn't full on remorse because I couldn't really remember everything I put in the bag, which is a good indicator that I should just let the stuff go. But I I wanted to dig through the bag one more time before I before I handed it over. So this has set me up, Taylor, for the next time I go to Goodwill, I could repurchase stuff that I donated. Remember, people have done that. Yeah, I've talked. I've done it before. Yeah, I've totally done it before. I've come home from Goodwill and told my wife, look at this great sweater I got. And she's like, dude, you donated that like two weeks ago. (laughs) Well, you're helping the ministry at least. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's like next level recycling. <laughs> the reason my closet has not been cleaned out is I moved all my jeans over from the old house because mm-hmm. I emotionally wasn't prepared to try them on to see which one. And I, it's been as of November 24th. Yeah. It'll be three years since we moved into our house. And the jeans are all still hanging in the closet. Oh, so they're hanging in the closet. All you have to I do is try them on. I haven't been emotionally prepared to, to try them on. Next rainy weekend day, you should totally do it. 
Should absolutely do it. He's super crabby. Let us know. Let no. <sighs> let all Kevin and Taylor listeners know, and we'll all we will all pray for you ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> a hedge of protection around Taylor. Taylor's kind of like we mind, all, heart, and soul. <laughs> we all rein it in a little bit before we have to go to the doctor. Yeah. I totally forgot not to look at the scale last week. When oh, I went. you went to the doctor. But I guess I need to rein it in before I do the dream, the jeans <laughs> no, try no, no. on day. No, you should totally do it on Black Friday. <laughs> and after five pieces of pumpkin pie. Right, do it the day after. No, do it Thanksgiving night. <laughs> oh, so depressing. What toy brings back the best memories from your childhood? Wow. Best memories? Oh. How much wood is it for you? My mm. big wheel. Your big wheel? I loved it. I could I mean, spin it out. The one that's break. A, ones that are in my brain, like ingrained, are because it's so weird. I got both at the same time. It's my Evil Knievel stunt cycle and my Easy Bake Oven. Got them both the same <laughs> Christmas, which probably confused my parents like crazy. But that, those are the two that I remember the most. The National Toy Hall of Fame announced the new inductees, and uh, they included baseball cards, which I wouldn't really call a toy, hmm. uh, cabbage pads kids fun fact they've been uh, around since 1982 the fisher price corn popper you know the toddlers push around mm, yeah, yeah, yeah and nerf nine other finalists didn't get enough votes to make it in including two toys that had a big year otherwise ken dolls and the teenage mutant ninja turtles the other toys that didn't make the cut battleship bingo bop it slime choose your own adventure Connect Four, and The Little Tyke's Red Car. Wow. If those don't make it in, I know. <laughs> that's a good list right there, right? My husband loved his Choose Your Own Adventure books mm. when he was a kid. He, he got uh, our kids some of those ones. For oh, Christmas yeah. Year. I yeah, forgot yeah. he did that. Yeah. But baseball cards, it totally depends upon your perspective, toy or not toy. And mm-hmm. here's why. If you're a collector and you're just collecting them to keep them pristine, then, it, then it's not a toy. But if you're like a normal kid... And you just went and bought, spent every penny you had on packs and packs of baseball cards. And you took that nasty little wafer gum and tried to chew it. And then you took your baseball cards with a clothespin and you put them on your bike on the front forks. And you put, and they go through your spokes on your wheel on your bike. <laughs> Makes a really cool noise. No, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, totally. Were you born in 1920? I don't even know what's happening right now. Coming up, do you feel like you have enough time to keep up with your friends? Do you feel like you have enough time to keep up with your friends? After all, most of us vowed during the pandemic that we would never take face-to-face time with the ones we love for granted ever again, right? Mm -hmm. But a new poll revealed we're spending less time in person with friends than we did a year ago. The average person spends just four hours a month socializing with friends Kids under 18 are the least likely to spend time with friends face-to-face. Kids under 18. Wow. Isn't that sad? It's got to be because like video games or phones or whatever, the, right? Because, I mean, when you were under 18, that's all we did was spend time with our friends yeah. when you were under 18. The top three reasons most people give for not spending more time with their friends are the distance, a busy work schedule, and family commitments. Mm. So pandemic, we all thought, oh my gosh, I've learned the value of relationships. That's all I'm going to do. And now, two, three years later, <laughs> we've forgotten it. You know what? Maybe maybe uh, solitary time was good. <laughs> Have you ever noticed when it comes to the holidays, the, the number one rule is you just need to roll with what happens? Oh, yeah. Got to be flexible. Let's talk about that next. I tell you what, I think the biggest thing that you can just get in your mind now, before the holidays are here, we got Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas, mm-hmm. New Year's, is... 
be flexible, be loosey goosey, be ready for anything. <laughs> Things will and, go wrong. Uh, so I don't know if you remember my niece Kaylee. Um, she and her her new husband they just got married. They came up for a kind of a YOLO trip to meet Lauren Daigle and see her in concert. And they announced when they arrived, we're coming back for Thanksgiving. I was like, oh, you are? Uh, okay, awesome. And we were, you know, we're flying my mom up for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which is a big deal because this is her first Thanksgiving as a widow. And um, they said they wanted to be near Grammy, even though they live a half mile from Grammy. So that was um, very interesting. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, cool. That'll be awesome. Well, I had I did some damage control the other day and made sure that my oldest sister, this is her middle daughter, mm-hmm. knew that I would never invite one of her kids on a major holiday and pull them away from mm-hmm. the mama's nest. That was not me that they just announced it. Um, so she was like, oh, yeah, I knew that. It's OK. Don't worry about it. I'm like, OK, got that taken care of. And then I just found out Kaylee and Morgan are not coming She's got way too much on her plate from her boss. She's like an executive uh, assistant. Uh So she does everything from plan a big conference with 300 people coming to town. To making sure the car gets detailed. uh, Well, yeah. And what she's got on her plate is she's got to oversee a $25,000 Christmas light install the day before Thanksgiving and a $40,000 landscaping project the day after Thanksgiving (laughs) at the boss's house. So she's just like, I got too much. <laughs> so now we're luckily we hadn't bought the turkey yet because we're back down to a smaller, very much smaller Thanksgiving yeah. than we were going to be. Wow. So Aww. are you disappointed? Yeah. Or are you? Are yeah, you relieved? At first a I was a little bit like, oh, that's less sweet. meals to plan. And now I'm sad. But I totally understand. I made <laughs> sure they didn't feel any guilt or, you know, you could tell she felt really bad for changing it. I'm like, yeah. no, I totally understand. I think you're making a very wise decision. Mm. But yeah, got to roll with it when it comes right. to the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Be ready for anything. So you were talking about your niece uh, and her new husband. They have uh, backed out of their plans to come and spend Thanksgiving with you. And you're saying how you checked with your niece's mom, your sister, mm-hmm. to make sure it was okay with her. Uh, the, who I was thinking about more was Morgan's mom. Because, I mean, that's one of the main reasons they're not coming. There's a there was a laundry list, and one of them is Morgan's mom. Morgan's mom's like, why are you spending your first Thanksgiving as a married couple away from us, away right, from right. me? Yeah, even though it's not their year to have Thanksgiving, they do they alternate. Yeah, but yeah. The, one of the reasons my sister Rhoda and I we were doing all the meal planning that we're super bummed they're not coming is. Kaylee's husband, Morgan, was going to cook for us. He mm. loves to cook. Mm. So he's going to make a meal. And we we're like, sweet. We get the day off from cooking after doing the big Thanksgiving feast. <laughs> no, and that's not now he's happen. not going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what would you say is one of your most embarrassing moments? Most of us have at least eight types of embarrassing things we can relate to. Uh, taking a tumble in public. Mm. I just did it yeah. the other day. I was walking out of the grocery store and I had the, my niece talk me into getting those platform tennis shoes. Okay. And also my ankle went, Ugh! <laughs> I just laughed at myself and I'm sure someone got a good giggle. Uh, texting the wrong person. I did that recently. Uh, you try to take a sip of something or take a bite and completely miss your mouth. <laughs> Mishearing someone and replying with an answer that makes no sense. Oh, I've done that a million times, especially the older I get. <laughs> Other embarrassing moments. You're in a quiet room when your stomach growls really loud. Mm. And last but not least, this just happened to me the other day. 
when you realize you had food stuck in your teeth for hours. Mm. I had an arugula salad. <laughs> and I spent the whole evening with these people. And then I it wasn't until I got home and went to go brush my teeth. I was like, <gasps> arugula. And your your teeth look like a, a weed whacker after you do the whole yard. <laughs> <laughs> Why couldn't someone have told me? Oh, we would love to hear some of this. This would be fun. If you guys are willing to be a little vulnerable, we would love to hear from you. What was some of your most embarrassing moments? We're talking about life's most embarrassing moments. They can't be that bad. I mean, it's not like anyone's writing them down and they're going to be remembered forever like Peter uh, in the Bible. Like, what was his most embarrassing moment? Would he say, like, I got to go with that time I tried to walk on water? Or, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> or would one. it be the time uh, Jesus rebuked him and said, uh, get behind me, Satan. Oh, that was, that was a bad day. That was a bad day by any measure. So c- compared to that, right? Whatever we've done can't, can't not be that bad. embarrassing. Yeah. It's not going to be remembered for forever. Give, give us a call. What was your most embarrassing moment? Hey, Josiah, we're swapping stories. No judgment here, but what was your most embarrassing or one of your most embarrassing moments? I would have to say going up to the wrong person thinking it's one of my friends. And like giving them a hug or something. Oh, a hug even. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have you ever done that where someone waves and you think they're waving to you and it's the person behind you? Oh my goodness, all the time. I'm like, hey, and I look behind and somebody's walking up waving at their friends. So I'm like, oh, okay. You guys? Yes, not. Josiah Kev, do you guys remember when AirPods first came out? There were so many times I thought women at the grocery store were talking to me. And I'd start answering, oh, and they're like, man. I'm on the phone. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Somebody's on the nowadays. phone, Taylor, Taylor overhears them. They're like, hey, so how's mom and them? And just Taylor's like, oh, she's doing great. Thanks for asking. And they're like, I wasn't asking you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, absolutely. Absolutely. Josiah, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later. Absolutely. Love you guys. I'll love you right back. Last night, I started digging out all my recipes for Thanksgiving. It's like time to start collecting ingredients. Hmm. And it got me to thinking about the first Thanksgiving and how different mine is. <laughs> I'll tell you what's going on in just a minute. So I have something fun you can do this year with your Thanksgiving. I was Last night, I was started to uh, get out like, oh, wait, where's that? That sweet potato recipe that's in my mother-in-law's handwriting on a little card. I got to yeah. find that. And and where's the the printed out version of the apple sausage sage dressing recipe that Kevin and Tracy gave me like 10 years ago. Okay, I found that. tucked in a cookbook way in the back. Yeah, (laughs) I found it. I found it, thankfully. That's always a little panic when you're like, where did I put that? But here's what you can do this Thanksgiving. As you're starting to collect ingredients and get ready for the big day, start trying to picture what it would have been like for a woman back at the first Thanksgiving to see it through your eyes. Mm. Here's what happened. Every year, I don a pilgrim costume, and I do something called a gobble jog, and I needed a new pilgrim costume. So unlike the women of past where they would have to like try to save up and get some fabric and sew, their own. sew it by <laughs> candlelight at night, I popped on Amazon, and for $36, they sent them to my door back on October 5th, because I knew the zipper had broken in my old Pilgrim costume. Wait, my mom way, couldn't fix it. The Oh, yeah, and the original Pilgrims, had no, the zipper hadn't been invented. <laughs> What's a zipper? It's just so funny how different, like, I think, you know, you think about, like, oh, I don't know, you'll see a tablescape for Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. It'll pop up on your Instagram feed and you're like, wow, that is just beautiful. Mm -hmm. 
and you can click on the link and get every item, every little pumpkin off Amazon. You're right, like, right, it's just right, right. our yeah. lives are so different. It would be, I think that's the premise for a movie. Bring a lady back from the first Thanksgiving to our Thanksgiving and be, see it through her good, eyes. That'd be a good reality show to show on Thanksgiving. Like we've yeah. picked a normal average American family and they're going to have to live like pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even this. What are we going to buy for Thanksgiving? What is Glenn going to roast? A turkey breast. Uh, yeah, the, the first Thanksgiving yeah. lady would be like, what in the world? What happened to the rest of the turkey? Right. <laughs> That's valuable meat and but bones. The, the children like to gnaw on the bones. <laughs> <laughs> I open up a can of pureed pumpkin. I mean, everything right. about our and, lives is and, so and different. Like, how did the pilgrims... Back then, you know, the Detroit Lions always play on Thanksgiving Day, but they didn't have satellite TV back then. They couldn't watch the game. No, they could not. They could not. It was, it was rough. Maybe they played tic-tac-toe in the dirt. It was rough going. <laughs> so we're talking about uh, Thanksgiving with the early pilgrims. You know, the first, first Thanksgiving, what did they go through to create their Thanksgiving and how different that is compared to now? I wonder, did the, uh, did the pilgrims... Like we're going to do on Thanksgiving morning, like we do pretty much every year. Are they going to do the gobble jog? Will they be uh, there? Or uh, were they there? Did they do their own Plymouth Rock gobble jog? Something tells me that back then they did not run for exercise. They ran from like <laughs> wild beasts, like a bear. Right. If there was any running, it was from <laughs> or a something, bobcat. not yeah. for something. Yeah. And uh, technically, they were the only people there, so they were the needy people. They, they, you know, what I mean, they were, they were. The well, the Indians saved them, right? <laughs> they, they wouldn't have eaten it all if right, it weren't right. help. Yeah. Didn't we read sometime like the original feast probably would not have had turkey; it would have been lobster, um, because that or would have fish. been plentiful there. Fish, Something lobster, from the ocean. yeah, yeah. Like that, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I'll take ours. I'll take ours. Think about it. They didn't have canned cranberry sauce. The the, the original pilgrims did not know the joy of cranberry sauce. That's that's. So what what would you call that? Cylinder in shape. Yes, and you slice it with a <laughs> and knife. You slice it right. That's cranberry sauce. <laughs> you just made me realize that we have no cranberry plans what? for our Thanksgiving, and my what? mom is like makes her own like from real cranberries. So you know, and you mom's do, coming. Here's what you do in a pinch: get yourself some uh, Welch's grape jelly. And some fresh cranberries and just like smash them up a little bit, mix them in there. There you go. <laughs> My mom used sauce. to make a cranberry. Voila. This is how old I am. My mom used to make a cranberry jello mold <laughs> and it had like nuts and stuff in it. Ugh. It looked I bet, pretty. I bet your dad loved it. Bet he loved it. I don't know. He probably looked forward to that. He loved her apple pie. Every year he's looking forward to that. She'd set it on the table and it would jiggle. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about jello, right? (laughs) How do you like the idea of being more productive? Just do this 20 minutes a day. What? Want to guess? Do the 20 minutes a day. To be more productive. Exercise. Spend time outside. Mm. People who spend more time outside are healthier, more energetic, more productive than people who don't, according to new research. And uh, other health benefits to spending more time outside, a clearer mind, sleeping more soundly, feeling less stressed, and just overall feeling better physically and mentally. I love this research because I always wondered why I get kind of cranky. If I don't have time outside, hmm. <laughs> I get, especially if it's a really nice day yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm stuck at like a doctor's appointment, I just get so crabby about it. Have you it. ever done this, especially this time of the year as we're getting closer and closer to, you know, like winter and cold weather? 
you know, I'll go on the weekend sometimes, and other than going to church, I won't leave the house. Are you serious? I'll, yeah, I'll like spend like all day Saturday. I'll You're be, like in pandemic it'll like, world. Yeah, it'll be like Sunday morning, I'll wake up and go, well, I haven't left. I have literally, other than opening the door to let the dogs out in the backyard, <laughs> I haven't seen outside. That's not healthy. Yeah, you've never done that? You've never no, done that? Oh, I, I love can't be being outside. Do you know anyone getting married soon coming up? The sweetest way this bride included her grandma on their special day. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good news! You know anyone who's getting married soon? Jillian couldn't wait to be a bride and marry Elijah and had the perfect person picked out to be her flower girl. Her 100-year-old Grandma Ruthie. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Grandma Ruthie loves gardening. She said her grandma has been her role model her whole life, so it made perfect sense. Uh, She wore a floral jacket and a floral corsage to walk down the aisle, got a standing ovation from the audience, (laughs) and despite two recent knee replacements, Grandma Ruthie still spends every day caring for her flowers, watering, and weeding. She said, flowers make me feel good. Wow. 100 years old and she's still gardening. Go I Ruth. love her. Grandma Ruth. That's Ruthie. Her name? Grandma Ruthie. Wow. She's awesome. She's my hero. <laughs> when we think of a baby boom, you think, oh, yeah, like all the, the guys came home from war. So there was a baby boom, right? Mm-hmm. Well, wait till you hear what they think is going to could cause a baby boom in the near future. I'll tell you about it next. So when we think about baby booms, the first thing that jumps into our head is baby boomers, right? Born after the World War II, uh, night between 1946 and 1960. But then there's mini baby booms. Like I remember uh, growing up in, in Florida and after a hurricane, there was often a little mini baby boom mm. that they covered in the news. If you know anyone born in September, that's because of romance at Christmas. I had a friend remind me the other day that the reason there's so many November birthdays, including she and her husband born like three days apart is due to Valentine's Day. But there's a new baby boom that's being predicted and it all uh, stems after a video of Taylor Swift kissing Travis Kelsey after a show in Argentina came out. And uh, this is the big quote that's making its way around Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. If Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey get married and have a baby, it will usher in a new American baby boom as millions of 25 to 35 year old women follow suit. Not far behind will be the manufacturing, a housing boom, a tremendous lifestyle shift for millions of newly minted families, a new golden <laughs> era for America. All because Taylor Swift gets married and has a baby. And I, you know, based on. People dressing like her at all her concerts and watching a couple Swifties, my two nieces and my family. Mm-hmm. I think this guy is right. Yeah. I think it could happen. That she she's that much of an influence oh, on the yeah. young women of America. We'll that if she decides to have I'm a baby. married and having a kid, everybody's gonna get married yes. and have a kid. Yep. They call it <laughs> call it macroeconomic forecasts. And uh that's what this guy is saying will happen. Are they all going to have to find I don't know what the the everyday person equivalent of a uh, superstar football player is like, "Oh yeah, my husband's the best. He's the best player on the church softball team." <laughs> Are they going to have to go? Like, that, hey, if that's what gets them excited about getting married, go and find some, so. the, whatever the local equivalent yeah. of, of a superstar NFL player. And then show up and take singing lessons, too. <laughs> 
You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what I just thought of? A residual benefit to this whole thing of you're predicting that if Taylor Swift gets married to her football player guy, boyfriend, uh, that and they have kids, all of a sudden there'll be a baby boom. That means that if people have little girls, they'll be naming them Taylor. Oh, you think so? Yeah. That would and be you, fun. Yeah, and you can you can get a little uh, little smile out of that, knowing that all of these young ladies will be growing up with your name. It's a fun name, for sure. Yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. The only thing that uh, can get really, really dicey about being named Taylor and being on the radio was that time that girl came to a radio station event to meet Kevin and Taylor and she was little enough. She thought she was meeting Taylor Swift. So that's when Kevin nicknamed me Taylor Not, Not So, so Swift. Swift. It was a very humbling day. I had a little girl crying. Because <laughs> you weren't Taylor Swift. At my feet because I wasn't Taylor Swift. And, and Taylor looked at her and said, hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Not Taylor Swift. <laughs>